On today's Trending in Education, you'll hear from Mike and Brendan on Black Panther, a movie that has seized control of the box office and also done a great job of seizing control of the imaginations of so many people across the country about so many different things. But I wanted to update the story just a bit before we heard from Mike and Brandon on their viewpoints on the film. Black Panther has officially passed Titanic to become the third all-time America's top-grossing film of all time. The Marvel blockbuster, quoting here from a HuffPost article from Jenna Amatuli, the Marvel blockbuster overtook James Cameron's 1997 smash hit Titanic this past Saturday when it surpassed $665 million at the domestic box office. It's now the highest grossing title at the North American box office after 2015's Star Wars The Force Awakens. Adjusted for inflation, maybe a slightly different story, but another interesting tidbit before we get to the discussion Black Panther and Wakanda will be available much sooner in digital release than we may have expected. Marvel and uh, parent companies have pushed forward with home viewing being available on May 8th, May 15th for Blu-ray. So if you watch it in the theaters and you can still do so right today, you will soon be able to do so from the comfort of your home, maybe a second or third time. So not to belabor this intro, but... Some interesting tidbits here to get you ready for this discussion between Mike and Brandon on Black Panther. Welcome back to Trending in Education. Mike Palmer, uh, Brandon Jones here. Brandon, uh, how you uh, how you feeling? I'm feeling well. Nice. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk about uh, today's topic. Yeah, today uh, we wanted to get a few minutes in talking about uh, Black Panther, uh, the, the runaway blockbuster hit, the all-time uh, box office leading comic book film, right? I believe that is in fact the case. Like based on a comic book, I'm pretty sure Black Panther is number one all-time. Mm. And it's still, you know, uh, there's, the tally is still increasing. Uh, I think it, it's upwards of 600 million uh, in uh, international box office, and um, as a as a surprise, so like it was not anticipated to be one of the all-time biggest uh, box office winners. So uh, so that's certainly interesting, and then uh, and then a lot of uh, sort of cultural importance, uh, and also a lot of really interesting takes on uh, the future and uh, use of technology and uh, uh, approach to education and uh, STEM. So uh, a lot of directions we can go. Also just a great comic book film. Like I, I, I just, a uh, great superhero film. Yeah, uh, great movie. I, yeah. I, some, uh, I think, uh, real-time updates on those box office numbers. So it's now at $1.2 billion. Wow. World, it's a worldwide number. Oh, so okay. Probably talking about the U.S. box office. Got it, yes. But it is... Um, it, I think there's still room to go to become the highest grossing ever superhero movie right. worldwide. I think Avengers still holds, holds that. Oh, title. really? Okay, yeah. maybe I was talking domestic then. Yeah, I think uh -huh. that the Avengers played super well in China, among other places. It's a huge market. And played a lot longer, too. Yeah. And played a, long, a lot longer. I think that if you play out the trans of Black Panther, I think it's likely to um, to achieve uh, or to at least threaten that record. It, it sets all sorts of records, though, in terms of opening, in terms of it's the highest grossing movie ever by a black director. Yeah. There's... There's also, a lot of a lot of firsts also, there or mosts, which is which is pretty cool. Also February, right? Like so, like typically blockbusters like this 
launch in the summer. Right. And there's sort of a, a long history of those sort of viewing patterns. So like this was sort of surprising uh, in its, uh, the level to which it spiked kind of off season. Yeah, the February is, is the sort of doldrums mm-hmm. every year. Like yeah. really bad movies come out in February. In fact, I was in, in Florida um, and uh, I saw two movies, uh, one of which was Black Panther. Sure. And choosing the other movie was really hard. There was uh, Sherlock Gnomes. <laughs> Missed that one. Hard, gave that one a hard pass. Right, but, right. You know, fi- finding another movie was hard, but, but uh, Black Panther um, did, uh, was, 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 out, was outstanding. Yeah. And uh, so, so uh, enjoyed uh, the entertainment value. It's also now uh, April. So uh, if you haven't seen Black Panther, we may start spoiling it a little bit. But yeah, uh, you've been spoiled. <laughs> that's what that's what but, I'm uh, telling you in just a little bit. But you also may want to just go out and check it out uh, and then listen. Also, if you want to, you know, we're not going to spoil it so much that you won't want to see it, I think. Because I, I think just for pure entertainment value and narrative and visual experience and performances, I think there's a lot of just great movie uh, to, to talk about. But, uh, but I think we also wanted to understand some of the, the educational uh, implications and some of the, uh, the cultural implications of uh, Black Panther and how it relates to trends in education or trends in our culture. So um, we had a couple of articles uh, that we were reviewing coming in. Any of that uh, uh, strike a chord with you? Yeah, I think that... Um... I'm still processing through the uh, through those articles. Sure. Um, I think uh, there's a lot there's a lot of directions that we can we can talk through. I think yeah. that the technology in the movie is super cool and yeah. focus on um, on on STEM. What uh, um, out of the the future like futurist perspective? So mm-hmm. like uh, the idea, uh, mild spoiler, but uh, by now you probably know about this stuff. So like there's this uh, this uh, society in Africa called Wakanda. That Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. There's a there's a salute that uh, that you can't see me doing right now, uh, which Wakandans do to one another to uh, indicate Wakanda forever. Uh, so uh, Wakanda has been uh, cloaked from the rest of society uh, since it was founded and it's sort of existed independently and then uh, it's become a very uh, advanced culture by being able to be uh, protected from outside colonialist or, uh, or imperialist sort of uh, invasions and uh, obviously that um, that triggers some interesting um, thinking uh, and uh, and strikes chords. I, I think different chords with different people. But uh, but was it what was interesting about it is uh, aside from the cultural implications, which is is definitely something that's interesting about about Black Panther. There's also there the portrayal of the future, and yeah. um, I saw a lot of interesting stuff there, like stuff that we've talked about on the show, right? Mm. So uh, like you, what? Well, I, uh, there were uh, there were flying cars. Yes, which is kind of like you got to have flying cars. Right, right. Well, those are like sort of spaceships. Sure, they were like they were they were sort of planes. I mean, they, they, they were they, car like. There was like sort of like Jetsons style. Mostly car. planes. I agree, agree to disagree. So, would you call the Jetsons cars? Uh, Didn't watch Jetsons. It was really okay. Close. Well, I'll refer, yeah. I'll refer that to. You. Well, that's that's your loss. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but uh, but but anyway. Uh, so there's there's interesting modes of transport. Try me, one, try me, try another one. I want I want another one. 
Yeah. Uh, there's uh, 4D clothing. Yes. There's a lot of wearables. The 4D clothing was incredible. Yeah. And then by 4D, we mean uh, that it changes over time and it's contextual. So like depending on uh, environmental variables or things that the operator uh, does with the clothes, it, they change. So there's these necklaces that turn into Black Panther costumes. Yes. Uh, and they're not costumes. They're like dangerous uh, badassery. You yes. know what I mean? Like they're, they're just, they're, they're cool and there's different, it's a little bit like James Bond, right? Like, so uh, Chala, who is Black Panther, his sister is Shuri. It felt super James Bond to, to, to me. She, she, was the, she was the cue yes. of the show. But, but interestingly, I thought, I thought that actually was very, uh, that was, was a nice touch yeah. uh, in that uh, the younger uh, uh, African-American woman, uh, Shuri, was the, the, the STEM lead. Uh, very much in the way that Bond had Q. Yeah. So, uh, so in Shuri's lab was where a lot of the, the cool tech and uh, the creativity around what the future might be uh, was portrayed on the show, and, in the film. And um, so that was cool. Uh, I also thought the, there was like a boring company thing. Like there, there sure was, was. There was like a super hyperloop. Yeah. Eat your heart out, Elon. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was cool. Uh, what else did you, uh, Well, I think that the, um, this is going to be a, a different answer than to the question that you asked, but the, um, they, they were able to, and this is a, 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 a cheat that movies and comic books do, but like they, they were able to circumvent a lot of this through the introduction of a new super powerful energy. Yes. Vibranium. Sure. Right. Um, that allowed for all of these things to have happened. Uh, just to be clear, I think uh, vibranium is still not widely understood by <laughs> those who are not uh, Wakandan, right? Is, what, right? is what you're referring yeah, to. I, I mean, and then if you accept that these comic books are not based on reality, then yes, vibranium uh, would be uh, a construct. Yes. That's right. Yes. That's right. One thing that is interesting in these comic book movies is that in some of them, these comic, like in the movie Logan, Sure. They are reading the comic books. They're like, there is a yes. comic books gets, about the, that it gets super circular. Sure. Um, it's like, uh, it's like doing a prediction show about trend predictions. Mm, you know? Yeah. It's, which, it's, which, uh, <laughs> which we've, we've been known, we've been known to do once or twice. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought that the tech was super cool. I thought that the, there was a lot of strong, there were a lot of strong female parts and um, you know, from the actresses who were playing them, but also then actually just sort of portrayed in the movie. Yep. Um, I thought that was uh, was super cool. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the as you mentioned, the the sort of uh, head of tech was um, the Black Panther's younger sister. Um, which you know, there's a generational piece, there's a gender piece. I think yeah. those were smart choices. Mm -hmm. Uh, back to the James Bond piece, there was there was a casino scene. Like you can't have a James Bond movie yeah. with a casino scene. And, right that uh that happened um, james bond could have used like a superhero costume because if james bond like had like tuxedo was a superhero i guess that was his that was his day clothes but if he had like a batman outfit he's basically batman he he is basically batman without yeah. the without the without the suit in fact was was that the name of his third album basically batman <laughs> I, think no, I don't i don't know what i'm talking I about i think that's right yeah, yeah. so um should we touch on any of the, the cultural pieces yeah i mean um i I think we got to speak or speak from our truth mm -hmm. on uh, on Black Panther. So, like, I I, I think uh, for me, it's more just understanding uh, the the perspective that 
that the filmmaker Ryan Coogler uh, had and the, sort of the, some of the themes that he was trying to raise, uh, I don't think are, I don't think that's only something for uh, folks of, of African-American uh, or African descent. Uh, I actually think the, the, the themes and the topics are something we all have to engage in. And, uh, you know, being, uh, being a white man, like I, I still found the, the sort of cultural portrayal uh, of Wakanda to be fascinating. And the idea of almost, you know, generating a new mythology to address some of the, the deeper uh, cultural uh, complexities around race and, uh, you know, the history of uh, colonialism and um, um, even just, uh, you know, African identity and black identity and African American identity. Um, I, I feel like I learned a lot. You know, just while still enjoying the film, um, it wasn't even so much like I learned, but I also underst I understood some of the complexity of the problem space much better. So like, and I guess that is learning, mm -hmm. um, but I don't think I necessarily came out being like, ah, I figured it all out, but it was like, ah, okay, I have a new, I have a deeper understanding of some of the, 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 the really complex uh, aspects of, uh, of, of, of some cultural contexts that are, are less directly relevant to me, but I still feel like I can learn a lot by understanding that more from, from the perspective of, um, of the characters in the film. Uh, and then I also thought um, the flipping of uh, casting uh, tropes uh, was also pretty interesting for me because like I don't always see those the same way but I thought seeing that there were really two uh, two white characters in Black Panther mm -hmm. uh, one was the villain and the other was sort of the the comedy relief uh, I think it was Bilbo from uh, <laughs> yeah, <Martin Fear. laughs> from The Hobbit yeah. uh, who, who was, was was very like anodyne and pleasant he gives, uh, he gives a good funny look yeah yeah that's, that's yeah. Like one of his things and he was he was good it was it was interesting but uh i did think it would have been uh so i think they were trying to get at um i think kugler was trying to get at some of that thinking too so i thought the what i really found probably most profound about it was the multiple levels through which i could be intrigued and sort of challenged by the film it was just the sort of surface experience of a good uh, comic book sh uh, story there's sort of like the mythic undertones there I think get really interesting and then how that ties to ways in which the filmmaker is trying to raise uh, our collective consciousness um, I was really and then the and then the obviously as folks who are kind of trying to understand trends and future uh, perspectives it was really uh, just it's beautiful to look at and yeah. try to understand wow that some of that is just now possible you know yeah it's interesting. I um, I also uh, was was struck by the sort of inversion of traditional casting, particularly in superhero movies. Where I mean, I think you have one black superhero right. who appears as like the Iron Man sidekick, right? In you know a lot of these previous movies, and mm -hmm. and you know just a lot of a sea of white faces, and right. Uh, made me think. I, I went to to college with. Um, uh, a kid, uh, now guy, uh, Franklin Leonard, who um, started The Blacklist, which is uh, Hollywood's unproduced screenplays every year, uh, uh, most popular unproduced screenplays. The Blacklist has actually produced Oscar nominees for like five of the last seven years. Oh, wow. Um, so, 
and, and he it was has been he's spoken a number of times about um, uh, minorities in film and you know people are surprised how well movies with a lot of diversity do in the box office mm -hmm. and his like he inverts that point that um, you know it, it's uh, it's surprising that people are surprised like there is yeah. there's a need not for a black community, African American community. There's a need for all of us to see movies that are um, more interesting, more, more richer, more complex, um, and more diverse. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you know, so uh, he's the only thing he's surprised by is the is the surprise. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I thought that was that that was one of the things I thought about. I thought it was an interesting choice. Uh, black Panther. Obviously, there's the tie-in, the sort of very much on the nose. Um, to uh, to Black Panthers, uh, right. which which you know obviously a movement started in in Oakland in right. in 1966. I, sure, I thought sure. um, yep. it was interesting that they they went in the Wayback Machine, not an actual machine, not a flying car, which I would call a plane. Sure, but like they they just did a, a flashback um, to 1992 Oakland. So I, you know, Oakland obviously was an obvious choice there. I think right. Uh, I thought it was interesting that they went to the 1990s and not to the 1960s. It might have been weird. To have, then you have to have, you have to cast the grandfather. As you could have done. I mean, you could have yeah. in a world with vibranium, which admittedly I I don't myself well understand. But you know, you could you could have probably gone back another another right. you know twenty. And then there's years. like a there's a magic uh, plant too, right? So like had Granddad, uh, who was a was a founding member of the original yeah. the original Black Panther. Sure, they're, they're almost like like a rock band or yeah, something. But. Yeah. Uh, the new original Black Panther. But I thought that was an interesting, that was an interesting choice that I, I think it, um, the, the 90s are one more accessible to a modern audience than the 60s. Right. You allow yourself to tap into a lot of the same issues, which by the way, still exist in, in a lot of these communities yeah. today. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was target, I thought of it more as targeting Gen X and younger. Right, that, that's, I, I generally. Think if you go to like you know Huey Newton in 1966, I right. feel like that's uh, it's othering in a time way, right? right. Like it's, it feels like the 60s. I imagine to people who are 16 today, the right. 1960s, right. like soon they're in their life they're gonna have to say which 60s did you mean? Right, like, right. Did you mean the 2060s? Sure, like it's that's a long time ago. Now. I, right, um, and and I also imagine the that Kugler's experience uh, yeah. is more as a child like a millennial ish sure. child yep. of gen x sure you know so like i think i think he's in his mid-20s right is that right or is I, he around yeah, 30 i don't, I don't sure. know i think he's probably some age though we but. definitely need to get back to generational thinking because we yeah. haven't talked about strauss Howe in a while mm. and uh you know, yeah that's that we could talk about that on another show but I, I i think it is interesting to your point about the the black panthers i, I think uh, folks who were involved in, uh, you know, black activism in the, say, the 60s and the 70s, uh, if they still go to films, they probably would go to see Black Panther. So yeah. I don't think you're necessarily uh, hooking them in differently. But I do think setting it in, like, 90s uh, Oakland, which is right around the Rodney King time, yep. uh, I think there is a way to kind of resonate with a recent enough past, which you were kind of talking yeah. about, that uh, it makes it 
a little more relevant, whereas otherwise it would almost feel like, you know, you'd have it in like sepia tone and, you know, like everyone's moving around really fast, you know, like you don't want to have it be too far back in, yeah, in the past. Riding penny farthings. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, the, um, the, the, the other thing I, I thought, and I, I think we're, we're running up on uh, the end of our part of this episode. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, I think, in, and maybe this is like sort of too many times around the loop here, but I think for people who aren't familiar with the Black Panthers, the actual movement from the 60s and, you know, and forward. Um, there's like a little bit of comic booking of that movement, mm -hmm. right? So like uh, it, people don't understand the motivations well. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of um, caricaturization of the founders and, and of the members. And I think that was one of the things that you know, it's probably worth pausing a little bit as, as you think about, for those of you who've seen it, if you haven't, if you watched this, like, and you're listening to this still. Good, thank, good on, thank, good you. On you. thank you for caring. Thank you. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it's worth thinking about how little you maybe know. Mm -hmm. um, sure. And how seeing only a little bit, you know, like when the cloak, when, when the cloaking device is removed from Wakanda, you learn a lot more. Mm -hmm. um, your perceptions have been uh, superficial and, and faulty. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wonder how true that is for us and for anyone for, you know, for lots of things. Sure. Um, so that was, that was one of the things that I was, I was thinking about heading out of the movie theater. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's entertaining, right? It's good. It's, it's a, it's a fun watch. I think I'm going to watch, I've only seen it once, but I think I'm going to see it again. Uh, and, uh, you know, that maybe as, as a follow-up, we could, we could all go see it together. <laughs> That's good. Great content from Mike and Brandon talking about Black Panther. As I said, a movie that will be readily available to you from a digital perspective in May. Also, Blu-ray available May 15th. If you haven't seen it yet, check it out. Science, technology, engineering, math, so much more available in this film. One that has, again, been one of the highest grossing films of all time in U.S. box office history. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Enjoy it. Let us know what you thought about it. Find us on Twitter at TrendingInEd. Of course, it's TrendingInEd or TrendingInEducation.com uh, to find our website. Or if you want to find us on Facebook, it's Facebook.com slash TrendingInEd. We would love to hear from you on this topic and so many others, what you want to hear on this show and what you would like to see this show become as we move forward. With that said, Thanks so much for listening to Trending in Education.